Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whoa, I hit recorded job, you can't ignore it. I'm transforming now, these cars and planes, I'm always boarding. Just out touring down in Charlotte, like I play for Hornets. When I'm performing, never boring, now you can't afford it. Champagne, Perrier. Friends on my face, looking like a front of D. D's no Cartier's, pockets deep, 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 bro. I can make it in my seat, bro. Do you and doing me, bro? Making noise, use a beat, bro. Whoa, I press the button and the doors go up like, whoa. That money clip is not a new, not looks like, whoa. Upgrade her diamonds, now her girlfriends are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Neighborhood on the scene, neighborhood on the strip. Neighborhood be the name, neighborhood no crib Neighborhood that's me, neighborhood that's name Neighborhood do the dance, neighborhood do the deal Okay, thought I'd never make it like no way I'm the real deal, no role play My days off, that's no days No, I hustle hard, young rosé E be the shooter, that's cold case Those on the deals, that's rosé Got no pay, you don't no say Okay, this the new, tell them read it Been the one since the fetus Don't sleep on me, Tempur-Pedic that's a no, no, no Spending dope for no reason Got a ball head, Mr. Cleaner Heard the big bags overseas Then we gon' go, go, go Whoa, I press the button I belong, I belong to you I belong, I belong to you
Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 97. It is fat approaching the biggest day of the year. I am so excited the fat man is coming, but I am not talking about Christmas. It is South Wales Derby weekend. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation also home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please follow us on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, spread the word uh, about up- upcoming shows and guests, guests with a T. And uh, you can also follow the Andy Campbell football shows on uh, all social media pages at AC Footy Show. If you'd like to streamline your experience just to football and you can download the audio versions of, of every single show that we do, an exclusive interview we do. Uh, just as we wait for everything to fill up nicely on the various platforms, a uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. They are a global sports agency which represents sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages and their, their brand new website. I encourage you to check them out. Uh, today's sponsor, Bespoke Financial. And uh, Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is currently giving away a free will with £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, check him out. I encourage you to give him a call and uh, don't miss out on this uh, amazing offer as we've discussed. he uh, He's looked after Andy with various policies over the years and uh, they are top of their field, award-winning service. Very proud to, to partner with them. But uh, with no further ado, joining me as ever, the co-host with the most, he is the fox in the box, the goal collector, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Andrew Campbell. How are you, sir? I'm good, yeah. Um, another um, solid week full of, full of action-packed games, non-stop action. Um, as I, obviously our, our guest alluded to on Monday, um, the Championship is the, is the league which just seems to play every single day of the week, uh, which is fantastic uh, for, for, uh, for viewing, for watching. Um, some very good performances some not so good performances results uh but yeah an interesting weekend um gutted in a way that we've got no fans because um i know when we said lockdown and we said uh there's no football without fans there's i'm really uh intrigued to see the derby tomorrow and i know we're going to talk about it later on but without any fans uh, players are going to play with no pressure no fear um so it's going to be a it's going to be a different one i think i think it's one which might be a little bit more open than then people are going to anticipate. Indeed, mate. It's, uh, it's, it's an exciting weekend, but it's also, like you say, it's going to be a, a strange one. Um, as we discussed with Michael on Monday, it's different with no fans for, this, mm. for the players and it can have a positive or a negative uh, effect on on the fans and uh, on the players. So it's going to be it's going to be a weird one and I'll be interested. To see. I think it'll come down to which, which players cope best with the situation because... Mm. Even though they're used to playing with no fans, a derby game is just so different. So it's going to be. Well, it's, it's 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 the same. It's the same for me. At the, at the minute, um, we've got teams who are beating anybody. You know what I mean? There's no form guide at all at the championship. Never mind going into a game where uh, in any game. You know, so I think uh, I think it's just got, you've just got to take every game as it comes. You know what I mean? You, you, teams teams are going off. 12 points out of 12, some are going off zero points out of, out of four games. It's, uh, it's, it's just so, so interesting, the championship. So it's, uh, it'll be, um, let's see. Yeah, listen, it's going to be an, an exciting occasion. Like all the games I'm in the championship, but um, 
the way that both teams are, are, are playing. But and it will go through it later on, I'm sure. Indeed. Uh, so and so it begins. Uh, a couple of questions straight off, which I'll get to now. Uh, Gaz says, "Is are you not Dave Jones's favourite son anymore?" Always. Maybe Always. not. Maybe not. You never know. Always. And, uh, Always. Uh, Bob Bang nineteen twenty seven says, uh, "Andy, as we know, they're a tiny club, and that's why you never get got to play them in the South Wales derby, as they were years behind us at the time. Would you have liked mm. to have played in this derby in the league?" Oh, listen, I think uh, I was quite fortunate in my career. I played, uh, I played in the the derbies at Middlesbrough against Newcastle against Sunderland, uh, and they're all special games. As, as a player, you don't need any um, anything to get you up for a game, and, and, and the South Wales derby would have been uh, would have been no different. I would have been super excited to play in it. Um, I did get close once in the Welsh Cup, but I don't think it would have had the same impact for me. I think the league no. um, is obviously something, and I've seen the games since I, since I've left because obviously the um, the teams have got uh, obviously more high profile and had a little bit more success together, uh, which is great. But listen, we want these kind of games full to the brim in the Premier League. That's where where everybody wants it. You know what I mean? Listen, fans are fickle. Fans fans want um, Swansea and Cardiff to get relegated, but they want that, that they want that game in the Premier League. Let's make no bones about it. You know what I mean? That would be a that would be one of the biggest games in the in the in the Premier League calendar if that was. Um, that was in it. It's like the Manchester derby, so it would be, yeah. it'd be amazing. So you know, I mean, that, that we, we want it at the top level. Yes, we don't want each other to, to do well and have success, but I'm on about the top level. Get the top level, and then we can we can fight it out and battle it out for for bragging rights. Spot on, mate. Um, so we mentioned fans are back in the ground. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? So let's we've got any other business. We're going to talk about this. Um, for those of you who watch every show on the channel, um. <laughs> Very, very quickly, and I do, um, as you know, I do a wrestling show with um, Andrew, who's an American black guy who lit he's about his early 20s, lives in America, obviously. Um, he asked me when we started the show on Wednesday about the Champions League stuff because he had seen clips of it on Twitter. He doesn't follow football or soccer, as he would call it, um, but he asked me about it because we've had various discussions over the last 12 months about you know various incidents which have happened around the world. Um, so I was kind of explaining it to him and, and going through it with him. So if you want to see the expletive me uh, discussing this, you can check that out. It's the first sort of 30 minutes of the show. Um, I gave a much more X-rated uh, discussion of it. Uh, but ultimately, mate, um, the Millwall thing, I think, is is frustrating because it's disgusting. It's absolutely, it's, it's vile. Sorry, it's, it, there's, there's, there's no room for it. Absolutely no room for it at all. You know, listen, we've, we, we're talking about fans who've been starved of football, starved of going to football. They get an opportunity, you know what I mean? And those people who chose to do what they did at Boo mm. at that time, when players took the knee and took the stand from Derby County, and Millwall, by the way, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It was absolutely vile. You know what I mean? Because... Every other Millwall fan who wasn't lucky enough to go to that game, who wouldn't have took that stance, is branded with the same brush like every other Millwall fan is. And that's not right and that's not fair. You know what I mean? We're on about a minority. You know what I mean? Not every single person in that ground booed. You know what I mean? So, but unfortunately, mud sticks and the reputation what Millwall have got, is it deserved? It's deserved for a football club because, because, because these actions are keeping on and carry on happening. You know what I mean? And they're going to happen until somebody does something about it. You know what I mean? For me, I'd dock on points. I would dock on points. You know what I mean? Hit the club where it hurts. You know what I mean? 
the players would have to encourage them. The club would have to do something about it. You know what I mean? Because I, I just don't agree with it. I really, it, it, listen, we've, we've been through this so many times about racism. We can go back to the international show when England played Bulgaria. That's how far back we're now, we're now going back to this. Yes, it goes back further than that. But I'm on about on, on our shows and, 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 and the time we talk about it. You know what I mean? Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Listen, all lives matter. But that's not the point. You know what I mean? The, the, the footballers have made a stance. They've taken knee and everyone just, for that moment, respect for what's happening and what's being said and move on and get on with it. If you want to boo, boo every time a derby player gets the ball. But don't boo at that moment. You know, listen, be excited that you're at the game. So It it really annoyed me. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people on social media um, saying, oh, I don't want politics in football, blah, 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 blah. And they're trying to make out that it's about... um, Black Lives Matter being a political group, right? But it's not about that. Number one, being anti-racist is not poli- not political. It's just about being a decent human being. Number two, it's about showing solidarity. Solidarity, easy for me to say, with the people of color of the various football clubs who want to take that stance, who do feel marginalized for whatever reason, whether they've suffered racist abuse, whether they've been victimized by police because of the color of their skin or they know people who have had similar experiences but it's about showing solidarity i shouldn't have chose that word again it's solidarity standing with those people and saying well so I listen this, this campaign started this campaign started because somebody lost a life you know what i mean and it just reiterated how important it is for life and you know what I mean? The, the the point that the fans were trying to get across on Saturday afternoon at three pm was just the, just just timing was just wrong. If they'd have yeah. booed at three o'clock when the game kicked off and did some kind of their own little protest for the for their own little game for their own little game or for their own little however they wanted to do it, it listen. But this this the Millwall players they'll have been disgusted. You know what I mean? How do um, how do the Millwall players feel about that moment? You know what I mean? How do uh, you know what I mean? They, they, they must be embarrassed. You know, listen. You know what I mean? There's there's things that happen in uh, in, in football which um, when 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 your own supporters do certain things and you think, oh, I wish they hadn't done that. You know, in certain times, and it just leaves a bit of a sour taste. And unfortunately, certain football clubs, them in particular, um, mm. are um, it, going around in circles until something's done about it. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, oh, for, for me, for me, for me, a Millwall, fan's not enough. A fan's not enough. Who, uh, Millwall fans weren't the only club who booed uh, players taking not taking a knee. Uh, Colchester uh, also did the same, or Colchester fans did the same as the player were taking a taking a knee. I think there was one other club, but I can't remember what club it was. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to try and use my memory and guess and get it wrong. But ultimately, mate, it's just about standing with people and not being a twat. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. I try not to swear on this, but it, it really winds me up when people use this excuse. So I don't want politics in football. It's not politics. It's not in the rem- remotely political to say that I stand with these people who are sick of being treated a certain way just because they happen to have a different colour skin to you or me or whatever else. I'm bored of it, mate. I'm fed up of having to talk about these people being ostracised and targeted mm. because of the colour of their skin. And mm. then, you go straight after that, you go into the Champions League 
and again must be called off because um, the Romanian uh, fourth official has used a certain word in Romanian and all the players rightly, by the way, walked off mm. because whether, you know, there'll be an investigation. But look, I'd be a hypocrite if I stood here and tried to say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a miscommunication of, of language, et cetera, et cetera, because I crucified Luis Suarez. I criticised uh, Edison Cavani the other day. All used the same word, okay? Mm. It's, it's, you can't have one rule for Liverpool and one rule for someone else. It's the the uh, the, the officials are told in European games to speak in English so that there can be no confusion uh, in terms of language. At, this, at the same time, with that side as well, Law, you know what I mean? They're on about a four-match ban for this for this fourth official. Well, official. <laughs> It's just listen. It's it's laughable. You know what I mean? That's 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 looking this after is, their own. That's looking after yeah, their own. Right. It's just it just annoys you. This is why we're in the. This is why we're in the um, in the position that we are in world football with racism, because every time something happens, whether it's uh, monkey chants from fans in international um, games or it's league games or all the various things we've talked about in the last. 97 shows at some point it's because they always get a piss poor fine um which means nothing to that nation or that club and they play a couple of games behind closed doors or something like that so what's the point like unless you're going to throw the book at someone then everything like um having there's a whole rule book rule book uefa have got about um racism and racist language and behavior by fans players and officials there's a whole rule book on it. What's the point in that? If when someone breaks those rules, you just give them a fine which or a ban which doesn't affect them. Now, the whole thing's a joke, side because listen, you've got a rich owner who's you know what I mean. Any 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 owner now will just pay a fine. You know what I mean? For me, hit the club where it hurts because if a team's going to get relegated because their fans have misbehaved and done something they shouldn't, then so be it. Then. If they're going to continue to do it, they've got the, they're, they're, they're impacting their own football club. You know what I mean? So let them carry on doing it. You know what I mean? Because the only way to learn is learning the hard way. A fine is hitting one person, and that fine's hitting the owner. If the owner had done it, fine him, take money out of his pocket. But the owner's yeah. not doing it. But the owner's having to pay for it. The um, crazy people who are deciding to do these kind of things. Yeah, and and the other thing, mate, as well. Um, that's a very good point. I don't normally put kinds up, but you got squared in. But like, you know, it's the point and the subject. I think it deserves it. The other thing is, mate, right? Is when fans are back in the ground, if you tell club X or nation X you've got to play five games without your fans, it's going to make absolutely no difference because they've just done nine months of that. So, yeah, it's time to start hitting them where it hurts and. If it's, it's got to be, like, I don't know if this is the right terminology, so you know, someone will correct me if it's wrong. It's got to be cumulative to who you are. So if you're Man United or you're Paris or you're Man City or you're one of those multi-rich clubs, then the fine has got to reflect that. If you're Colchester or whoever, your fine's got to reflect that. If you're England one of the biggest footballing nations, richest FAs in the world, the fine has got to reflect that. And that is the only way that you will 
make these nations, these leagues, these clubs pay any attention is if you hit them in the pocket and you hit them with long no. six, six month bands. See, I, I, I just, I disagree. I think me for me, the only way to do it is if FIFA and UEFA put out a huge dance and they say, I, I, I agree. Who just put that comment on there? So I put that comment back on. Um, so Rob just said there. So for me, if you show racism or, or, or you break the rules in Europe, you're, you're banned. You're banned from Europe for the next year. Yeah, that, that's your fault. Your team's fault. Your fans' fault. If you do it in the league, take seven points off them, ten points off them. They won't win the league. They might get relegated. So what? You know what I mean? It'll stop them doing it the following season. And the only way to do it is absolutely zero tolerance. Forget fines because that means the bigger clubs can do it because they can mm -hmm. afford the fine. It doesn't matter if it's twenty million pounds; they can still afford to pay it. So yeah, because if it's if it's a billion, if it's a billion pound, they'll still find the money. They'll still pay it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, they'll, or, they'll, or they'll appeal, 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 appeal. And get knocked down, get knocked down with two million pounds. I will pay it now because it's a million pounds. It doesn't matter. We'll make that in um, finishing in fourth in the Premier League. It's it's hitting yeah, where it hurts. I, I just think you can't. Where it hurts. You've got to have the fine as well. And I, I think I, the fine. I, I, I think money's money's, are, money's irrelevant. Sorry for me. Money's irrelevant for me. Um. So. I know we're going to get a lot of questions on Cardiff and Swansea. We're going to give Cardiff and Swansea a full preview at the end of the show. We're going to do all the championship stuff, talk about Cardiff's week, and then we will give it a full uh, a full preview at the end of the show. And I've got a little clip um, from a celebrity fan, which would be interesting because he's not a Cardiff fan, uh, to give his predictions. Um, look, we could go we could go around in circles. We could talk about this forever and ever and ever. So um, we're going to get straight into the championship. Just, just before we do, we're going to have a quick word from Bespoke Financial. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thank you to Bespoke Financial. Uh, they specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. Uh, I urge you to watch, check them out, give them a little look because uh, they got some great offers. They're award-winning top banana. Um, so we're going to blitz through this league now. We're, uh, we're going to go in detail, but also cover everyone. Uh, starting with Sheffield Wednesday, mate. Tell me about their week. You're muted. You're still muted. Can you hear me? I can't hear you at all, mate. Like whatsoever. Um, so I'll just no, I'll just take you've gone completely. Um, I'll take over. So uh, Huddersfield, uh, they, do they do they? So Saturday they uh, they lost to Norwich two one. And um, sorry, I just Sheffield Wednesday going bananas. So um, Sheffield Wednesday 
they lost to Norwich 2 1 on the Saturday. Um, Norwich have just been on fire. Another another two late goals, really, 81 and 84th minute. Um, it's unbelievable that the amount of late goals they've scored this season, mate. Um, it, listen, Sheffield Wednesday, I don't know what's going on with them. You know what I mean? They're, they're losing the big games and they're losing the derbies. They lost Rotherham. They got smashed by Rotherham. They got smashed again by Huddersfield. They're losing the games, which is the supporters are desperate for them to win. You know what I mean? Listen, not many teams are going to go to, uh, to Carroll Road and get a result. So they can probably swallow that a little bit. Decent performance. Um, but the games that you expect them to win, Huddersfield Town, they're on a really bad run. They haven't won since they beat Bournemouth at home. Which was uh, nine games ago or something, you know. So it's a they're in a long, long losing streak, and having a new manager coming in, being hard to beat, hasn't had the impact which I thought it would have done. You know what I mean? Having a having a manager like Tony Pulis come in, um, being defensively minded. Um, I'm not sure if if the points deductions had a bigger impact than everyone imagined it would, because they just can't get out of the the, the trouble that they're in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really strange, mate, isn't it, with them because they've gone they. Obviously, had the points uh, revoked or whatever, so it's like that uh, cloud is not hanging over them anymore. But yeah, they still, since that's been lifted, their form has dipped. Um, so it'll be interesting, interesting indeed. So uh, next up is Wickham Wanderers, mate. Um, yeah, another tough week for Wickham. This is listen. Every week's going to be a tough week. Uh, but when you're playing Preston North End and you're playing Barnsley. Um, you're playing against two sides who, uh, who, who were really good going forward in the minute. Both create chances, both score goals. And um, the way that Wickham trying to set up and try and play, they're trying to be hard to beat. Um, a good friend of the show scored, um, was it last night or the night before? Uh, Joe Jacobson scored a penalty. Yeah, he scored a penalty. Uh, very, very well taken penalty. Um, was really pleased when uh, when the penalty was given because uh, obviously I knew Joe was going to take it. So uh, it was nice for him to get in the score sheet and, uh, and, uh, and show his quality and show his worth. But... Listen, as long as Wickham can get enough get enough points uh, to get out of the trouble side, I think Gareth will be over the moon. But it's going to be a long, long season for him because the, there's, there's so much strength and depth in every um, every team this season. Yeah, he's um, Joe Jacobson. By the way, I think has been one of the standout players of the championship this year. I think yeah, he's, he's done been well, consistently eight, seven, eight, nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh, so for, to do that in a team which is you know struggling, especially considering he's a you know defender, I think is. Very commendable. Next up, Derby, uh, Derby County, mate. Um, has Wayne turned this around? As he's he's making this side hard to beat. He's kept two clean sheets in a week, which is fantastic. For um, we said uh, obviously well, last week. Uh, well, I said last week that he's let two late goals in. He needs to sort his defence out. He needs to concentrate for the full game. Well, he certainly proved me wrong this week with uh, two clean sheets. Um, Millwall and Dar- uh, Millwall and uh, Brentford. Two two away games. Two tough games, and to come out with four points and. Um, and two clean sheets is a is a, is a massive feat, and um, he's not playing himself, which is a masterstroke at the minute. He's taking the pressure off off himself, uh, which I think is a, is the way forward if you want to be a, a coach and a manager. Um, so good luck to him. Listen, if he can turn it around, I'm all for it because if it gives uh, another young English manager with a pedigree of the Frank Lampards and the John Terry's and and uh, and Stephen Gerrard's, listen, I'm all for it, and uh, and I hope he can be a a, a massive success. Yeah, he's uh, obviously watches the show, mate. He's uh, he's taking taking notes yeah. of our yeah. advice. But he, but he had to say because yeah, yeah, they were, were yeah, they were they were too flaky. They were all over the place and um, bit mis misjointed all over the place. They were yeah, they were they were they weren't, weren't a very good watch. They look very uh, solid. I thought this week, 
in defence, which is obviously a massive problem previously, yeah. uh, previous couple of games. Um, and I think it's vindicated their decision to go away from the joint thing of him and the other couple of guys and giving it just to him. Yeah, we did. We did discuss that a little bit, and obviously he went on to lose a couple. But I think that that was the right decision. Oh, listen, Sai, he's gonna he's gonna lose games in this league because the league's not set up to win every single game, and um, he is their best footballer as well. So to take him out of the equation um, and then still win games is, is is a credit. You know, I mean, he's passing on his experience, but credit to the board, credit to whoever's made that decision to give him the to give him the job. He's got Steve McLaren above him if he ever needs him for advice um, to help him out to, uh, to to lean on for ideas. So listen, he's in he's in a good place and um and four 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 decent results. You know what I mean? Three draws and a win. You know what I mean? He's, he's had a he's had a good uh, a good couple of weeks. Indeed. Next up Forest, mate, talk to me. Oh geez. Um I don't know what's going on. Chris Hewton must be uh, baffled himself. Uh listen, two hard games. Listen, on, on paper, you're playing Redding who uh, passed him off the park, played him off the park. Michael Morrison at the, on Monday told us how well they played, how Nottingham Forest on paper have got one of the best sides he's seen, but paper means nothing. You know what I mean? You've got to perform on the pitch and on the pitch. They didn't do it on Saturday from the game I watched. Uh, I didn't see a lot of the Norwich game, but Norwich beat them um, 2-1 um, after 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 Forrest got the equaliser. But listen, Ty, they've got to start picking some points up soon because the gap, um, you know, I know we're going to talk about Cardiff City soon, but Cardiff City have, have, have won four on the belt and haven't really improved the, the, the distance between the top and where they are. So if Nottingham Forest do that, do that, there's going to be no change in the league because teams are going to win. Teams are going to uh, continue the form. You know what I mean? The the, the gap from where they are, um, you know what I mean? In the just just outside the bottom three is is a disastrous for a club of Forest size, especially after what happened last season. They were in the playoffs all year, if not higher. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's very very worrying. Um, I think in Forest, they're the team which worries me because since that last day of the season, I know we've said it a lot. But since that last of this season, mate, they just have not got it together. They had a little run where they was like, oh, all right, here we go. Now they're going to be, you know, back to where they were last year. But they look all over the place. The yeah. players who have been solid to top quality championship players for years do not look the same players. And I just worry that this is going to be one of them, which is just going to keep going and going and going down. down. The, last six, the last six games have scored one goal. You know what I mean? And on paper... Michael, Michael talked about paper. I'm not going to say, you know what I mean? This is Michael's opinion, by the way. This is my own opinion. On paper, they have got, for me, the two best centre-forwards in the league. Yeah. But paper means nothing. You've got to give them chances. You've got to play their strengths. You've got to play them. They've got to be fit. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? You, they lost Matty Cash to Aston Villa. They haven't, they haven't lost a lot of players. You know what I mean? They've lost a few mm. players, but they've brought players in. So, something massively is going wrong at that, that football club. And I can't put my finger on it. But what's weird about it is we move on to Rotherham United next. Rotherham lost two games this week, 2-0 to Watford, 3-1 to Coventry, um, and they lost to Brentford previous to that. So that's three games on the bounce they've lost. I would argue they're playing better than Forrest are. Yeah, they are. On a different day, they could have won a couple of those. And listen, they're, they're giving it a go as well, Sai. You know what I mean? Teams, especially the teams that come up, you know what I mean? We looked at uh, last year, we looked at him in depth. Um, the Barnsleys and the Lutons especially you know what I mean because they they stayed upright at the death um, and Rotherham could be in that mix because they're getting enough points they're churning enough points over the season so far to be in where they are and they deserve to be where they are because they're inconsistent but they're still scoring goals they're still creating chances yes they're letting a lot of goals in because the Championship is a better level and a better league 
depth in the league they were previously. I know I keep reverting back to what Michael said on Monday, but why wouldn't you revert to somebody who's an expert at that division who's playing in it week in, week out? And he said, yeah. the gulf in that division is like two or three divisions within itself. So he says the top five, six, seven uh, are cut above everyone else. And I tend to agree with him because when we get to them later on in the show, that the consistency, the goals they score, the players they've got, you know what I mean? They just they are a cut above. And, you know, I mean, Rotherham just need to keep their head above water, um, keep going, you know what I mean? Try to, to win the games around them. But when you're playing against Watford, it's like a free one. Try and win it, you know what I mean? Because if you you defend, you defend, you defend, and you let a last-minute goal in, I have no regrets. Just try and beat, try and beat them. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. L- Luton did it at Norwich, so go for it. Go for it if you can. Spot on. Coventry next. They're unbeaten in six. Um, well, there's, there's very, very good football. The, there's my example. You know what I mean? Obviously, the, the, the game against Rotherham at the, at the last weekend was a, was a massive one for both teams. Coventry came out with 3-1 winners and then the home game against Luton. For me, then becomes a free one because you can afford to go for it a little bit. You can afford to pick a point up because four points in a week for, for Coventry City is absolutely massive. You know what I mean? They are unbeaten for uh, what, seven games unbeaten. It's, a, it's, it's fantastic. You know, they've got an opportunity to... Uh, to stay in this league because of the consistency by picking up enough points now in the league because they are going to have a bad time. It could be Christmas and they could be dragged down, dragged down and dragged down, but they've got enough points at the minute, which is, uh, which is keeping them where they are. But on the next up is um, QPR. Again, we've talked about their inconsistencies, but one thing I will say, one of my favourite parts of football this week was when they scored against Millwall and... Um, Chair. Chair's goal all, is amazing. Celeb- it was not only a great goal, but they yeah. all went and celebrated in front of the Millwall fans by taking yeah. a knee. I yeah. Superb, a superb response. Yeah. Yeah, firstly, firstly inconsistent. I, I, I think that sums them up. You know what I mean? I say it week in, week out. They must be the best and the worst team to watch in one ninety minutes. They must be. Uh, they must make you grey overnight. What being a QPR fan, um, but uh, the play away from away from the home at Huddersfield get beat two 0 quite comfortable. By the way, I thought Huddersfield were much the better side. QPR not at the races, um, uh, and then uh, against Millwall, I thought they were the better side. I thought they scored a great goal. I thought Chair's goal was outstanding. Uh, very patient, got the ball. Um, smashed it in from about 25 yards near post uh, I'm sure Danny Gobbinon was doing the commentary which I was watching because it was a Sky Sports game and um, mm. Danny explained it just his technique the way that he struck the ball was just absolutely fantastic he knew when he hit it it was going in Yeah, um, and he's got a fantastic young player with a, with a, a huge talent and um, he's got an opportunity that boy Spot on mate I, I enjoy watching those young players coming up through the championship a lot Millwall next um, no win in ten. Um, quite worrying. Don't, don't they don't score enough goals? Uh, they started so well, mate. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's it's it's. I, I don't work it out. Gary Rowe had a great season last season. He's had a great start to this season, but they're just dying off a little bit. You know what I mean? They're not scoring enough goals, and that's that's killing them a little bit. You know what I mean? They're creating chances, and I can probably revert, revert back to a few. Well, probably about three or four weeks ago in the play card. If you know what I mean, they, they dominated the game, but don't put your chances away then you're giving good sides an opportunity. Same thing. QPR score, have to score a great goal, but you, you're creating chances of you not scoring enough goals. Derby County at home, they're the teams that you've got to try and beat. You know what I mean? If, 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 if last weekend, if you'd have told me that Millwall were playing QPR and Derby, um, how many points will they pick up? Minimum of four, if not six. You know what I mean? And to, and to only pick up one is, is disastrous. They need to pick up some points quite, and quite sharpish. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's um, going to be a very interesting season for teams like Millwall, Forest, because uh, they are struggling big time yeah. now. Um, Barnsley was next. They are literally, you win some, you lose some. There's no draws yeah. there. 
Uh, and, and I think that's the, the, the way to do it, Ty, for me, because a point's no good at the minute. A point's no good for any team. You know what I mean? Barnsley found that out last year. If you get three points, it can throw you up the league. But if you know what I mean, if you lose, you've got to just try and generate as many points as you can. Listen, um, the, the Bournemouth game was always going to be a tough one. That was on Friday night while we were on the show. They were 4-0 down very quickly. You know what I mean? With It could have been a lot worse, by the way. The score, you know what I mean? In the end, being four, I think it's a positive. Um, and then you play Wickham, which is always going to be a tough game. Uh, Wickham got level, uh, and then Woodrow scored the winner from the spot. Um, good result, well, better than that, great result. And it's given them a platform side because if you can, if you can win your home games and you lose your away games, they're definitely going to stay up because they're going to they're going to generate enough points to uh, they're going to on that form they're, they're going to have picked up fifty if not sixty points. You know what I mean? So that's that's well enough to to keep them up. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um... Next up, we got Birmingham City. Um, as you know, a team I really enjoy watching, and a, a very, very good week for them. Oh, amazing week! Considering they came off um, the back of six six games without a win, to go to Bristol City and get a one 0 victory was was one thing. Then to go to Reading in midweek and be and be two 0 up and, and and go and beat them is All another. Reading, you know I mean, absolutely, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Especially Reading coming off the. Um, the Nottingham Forest game at the weekend. Uh, fantastic week for Aitor Karanka and his players. And uh, But now they need to kick on now. You know what I mean? They've got the players. They've got the manager. They've got everything, the infrastructure in place to uh, to do well this season. But, you know, the league table doesn't lie. You know what I mean? Regardless of what people what people tell you, the league table tells the truth. And that, and it tells them that, that they are at the minute, they're at the bottom mid-table side at the minute. But they, they, they've got the players to do a lot better. Yeah, um, into when I was writing up the show description earlier, I said the form uh, form book had been t- turned on its head again. Uh, Luton Town were bang in form. They coming off the back of you know outplaying Norwich City, the best team in the league, then lost to Swansea, drew with Coventry. Yeah, Two listen, yeah. I, I get again. You know what I mean? You go to Swansea and Swansea somehow in this division, not somehow because that sounds really disrespectful, but they're they're doing really they're doing really well in, in the championship. They've got a, they've got a way of playing which is effective and they're beating um, the majority of sides. So um, I don't see that as a as, as a disgraceful result. But listen, you got you got a Coventry Coventry are in form as well, so that becomes an even tougher game. Um, but I think uh, Luton will be uh, will be disappointed. They only pick one point up of the week. That have that have been happy with two, I think, and stayed unbeaten. Um, especially coming off the Norwich game, uh, but Luton will be all right, I think, because Luton have got enough experience now from last year. I think last year has yeah. taught their players so much, and the grown up and the manager and everything. I think they're um, they're in a good place, they're in good hands, and uh, once Kenilworth Road allow, allowed uh, fans back in, they'll pick even more pints up. Yeah, and I think ultimately, if you'd given them that place in the league, you know, lower to mid table. In coming up to Christmas, they'd have taken a bit in your hand off for that. So yeah. that's the way you go look at it. Um, next up, Preston North End, who are bang in form now. They, uh, uh, they struggled at the start and they are bang yeah. in form. Um, how are Preston only 13th? You know what I mean? Uh, um, scoring goals going forward, I thought they were outstanding. I watched the game on uh, on Wednesday night against Middlesbrough and they blew them away. Absolutely blew them away. 3-0, should have been 6 or 7. Some of the chances they missed were... Nothing short of extraordinary, you know what I mean? Scott Sinclair hit the crossbar, bounced. I think it went in, to be fair. I think it flattered Middlesbrough a little bit. Um, they were missing open goals. They were missing quite easy chances. Um, but I thought they were exciting. Scott Sinclair, yeah, listen, he's a he's a superstar in the Championship. He gets the ball, he beats players, he runs past people. Um, and it's it's they've got an opportunity to do really well, but they, they've got to sort out the consistency. They can't afford to... Um, the chasing this year side they're not used to chasing last year they were always in the playoffs always in the playoffs and then then they died off towards the end but um, 
have they got the sustainability to uh, to push forward? They've certainly got the players and the talent. Yeah, they got the, the they got the infrastructure in all fronts. It's just about and they've got they, and they've got a good manager side as well. I think uh, Neil's a, yeah. a fantastic manager in the it's championship. People see well. yeah, people see him as a negative manager, but when you've got when you've got Barkers and you've got Scott uh, Scott Sinclair, you know what I mean. He's 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 got some formidable wingers, stroke strikers, attacking players in his uh, in his eleven sixteen. But oh, mate, next up, Huddersfield. Talk Fun. to me. Fantastic week. Uh, listen, I watched them against Middlesbrough last weekend, um, and I thought they were they were all right. I didn't think they were anything special, but they beat Middlesbrough. But this weekend, uh, obviously last weekend, sorry, um, Cooper beating two 0 beat Sheffield Wednesday of the week. Two two goals in each game, two clean sheets. What a fantastic week for them! It's it's given them an, an opportunity, Si. And uh, listen, they're not they're not going to be in and around the playoffs. I don't believe. I think that uh, this is progress from last year. Last year the the, the, the somehow got themselves out of a position that they the probably should never have been in, but they were, uh, but they got out of it uh, somehow. Uh, and this year, I think they've, uh, they're going to give themselves an opportunity to have a bit of uh, a bit of stability uh, and be able to progress forward for next season and the season after. Yeah, it's a big ask, isn't it, to go from relegation contenders to oh. playoffs so in this think, league. Yeah, okay. in this league. Yeah, especially with the teams coming down as well with the Premier League money. It's a uh, it's a big ask unless you're unless you're bringing in and, and taking a risk and spending loads of money, which they haven't done. They've got bought a new manager in who's who's had a good great season by the way so far. So he's he's, he's doing really well as well. I will give him a special mention. Yeah, you could argue that last year I cursed Huddersfield Town by tipping them to do well at the start of the season. They didn't, and uh, I a couple of weeks back I tipped Middlesbrough to get the playoffs because I felt if they could start scoring goals. Uh, and ever since then, they've uh, fallen off a cliff a little bit. Not fully fully off a cliff. Obviously, they beat Swansea, but then they've followed that up with two big, well, two losses. Mm. Oh, listen, it was always going to be a, a difficult week. The championships are it's, it's ruthless when it when it when it doesn't go for you, and it looks um, it looks really bad with two defeats in a week. But you, you go to Stoke City. Um, there wasn't much in the game, um, and you come on the end of a, a one 0 defeat. Um, the manager obviously was was frustrated with everything that went on in the in the game, off the pitch, on the pitch. You know, what I mean, apparently the the changing facilities and everything weren't fantastic. Where they were getting changed, he wasn't happy with social distancing. He wasn't happy with the um, with, with with how his players were treated off the field. But sometimes that drives you as a player. It drives you yeah. to go and prove a point, go and get the results, shove it down their face, so to speak, um, and and then don't ever go back again. Uh, but then they got to Preston North End. I thought Preston just. Blew them away. I thought I thought Preston were excellent. Um, Middlesbrough didn't really create a lot of chances in both games, uh, which is not like them uh, in in recent weeks. But I think I think a few Middlesbrough fans were probably getting a little bit too overconfident and thinking and looking at the playoffs and uh, and and thinking that this is going to be our year. We've 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 had a couple of negative years and and Neil Warnock's in charge. He's, he's got the history of doing doing wonders in the, in the in the championship, which he has, and we've still got an opportunity to. To get in the playoffs, but I think you got to be realistic. You know what I mean? The season they had last year's side, they, they escaped on the last game of the season. Yes, you know what I mean. So they escaped on the last game of the season. So we're on about Huddersfield here, who, who escaped a week before Middlesbrough because they beat West Brom in the week and didn't have to leave it till the last game. So Middlesbrough escaped on the last game of the season with a victory. Uh, it was all I think it was it was more comfortable than than I'm giving them credit for, of course. But I think where they are now in mid-table, it's it's. It's so much better, you know what I mean? They're, they've got better players, they're better to watch. It's it's more inviting, it's exciting. They've got a good manager in place. They're, they're bringing some youth youth players through, um, and there's an excitement and a buzz around the area again, which is which is important. But I think be realistic. 
um, and and just understand that for me, progression is key, and mm. um, and I think I'd be I'd, I'd, I'm quite content where they are at the minute. Yes, indeed, mate. Um, and another team whose infrastructure is there to go on and push on if they you know if they get the right players in and they can find the right form at the right times. You know, they've got everything in place to go that next step. But you've got to build it gradually, haven't you? Um, mm. Next up, Blackburn Rovers, mate. Uh, after a really good week last week, with two wins, um, two tough games away from home against Brentford and Bristol City, to come out away with one point, uh, they'll be disappointed. Tony will be disappointed with his players and, and, and he hasn't got um, his unbeaten record going or he didn't pick up three points in one of the games. Um, but they'll go against that. They've got the quality in the team. They score goals. They've been defensively strong uh, for majority of the season so far and you, you can't win all the games. It's It's... It's when you don't win in a week and you play two games or three games and you lose two or lose three and it, it just looks like it's disaster. But, you know what I mean? Look at the, the bigger picture. Blackburn are doing well. They're sitting in a decent yeah. position. If they can pull a few decent string of results together, um, they'll be in the playoffs. I think Blackburn get in the playoffs and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're in there for a while. Um, I don't think they'll ever come out and it'll be an excellent season for them. No. When you look at 10th Blackburn, 9th Cardiff, 8th, Stoke seventh Brentford. I wouldn't really be at all surprised to see those four clubs be the playoff clubs at the end of the year. Not yeah. saying that the other clubs above them, you know, are any worse or any better. I'm just saying you wouldn't be surprised if that was your four playoff teams. Um, and moving us on, uh, we moved to ninth place Cardiff City on a hell of a run, four and four. Um, only conceded two goals in those four games. They started with, uh, sorry, one goal in those four games against uh, Stoke, which we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. But uh, so, yeah, it started with Watford. Massive result against Watford. I don't think anyone yeah. expected um, that type of performance against Watford. No, listen, Si, I think uh, I think the manager's got to take huge credit. Uh, he's, he's been consistent with his team selection. He's uh, stuck by young players. Well, a young player, a young player especially. Um, Harris up front is giving him uh, giving him an opportunity. He's making him uh, uh, a fixture in that in that side. Yes, he came off in the in the second game, and um, you know what I mean. Like he, he has done from from for most of the games, but I think you know what I mean. You can only do so much as a young player. You know what I mean. You, you you've been thrust into the limelight, so to speak, and thrust into these tough games. It's it's difficult to have the have that level of performance, but the manager's sticking with him. It's it's fantastic. The results, the the. the um, the points tally they're getting, the performance levels they're getting. Um, I didn't think uh, the first half against Stoke was, was great. I thought the, ta- the manager got his tactics wrong. I thought he, he reverted yeah. back to um, a, a negative way of playing. But second half, he got it right. Uh, so give him huge credit for that. My concern, Si, is, is the league table. And, the, and you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making this into a negative. And, you know, they've got 12 points out of 12 and they're still... Uh, four points off the playoffs, uh, but the distance between top and where they are. If they could have had a good start of the season, which I fully expected them to do, they'd be bang up they'd, there, wouldn't they? Oh, they'd, they'd, be, they'd be top of the league side because they finished the season, if not the best side, informed side of the season. I fully expected it to carry on with no pre season needed um, and just go into the next season. Uh, so, so disappointed that they didn't. But if this is the run going up to Christmas, but obviously tomorrow's a, a big one, which I know we're going to talk about. Uh, very shortly. Tomorrow's a massive one to uh, to continue this run because it's it's more than points, but the points are the most important thing. And not forgetting that that that, that them points will will get them towards the playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah, you mentioned the lack of movement at the table after winning four goals, only conceding one goal, which as James, uh, I think it was James, just pointed out it was an own goal. Um, we spoke to Reading defender Michael Morrison on Monday, um, and here's what he had to say about a similar subject. We've said, we've said about the, the, the championship. It's not a, I don't think there's been many nil-nil draws. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's early goals, there's late goals. The amount of late goals in the championship this season over the last couple of weeks has just been unbelievable. The 90, 93rd minute must be, a, must be probably the most over, over-hit goal time in the, in the league so far. Yeah, Norwich seem to have got the hang of that, don't they? They've scored you quite said a few that, late, yeah. late goals. They yeah. did that at the weekend as well. Rode, rode, a, bit mm. of luck, rode a bit of luck mm. with the uh, penalty decisions there at, mm. with Sheffield Wednesday and, and then gone on and won a game. And, and they've done that a few times. And I think that's accumulation of games, concentration. Mm. Again, that question mark, if there's fans there, do then goals go in? Are people more concentrated? Or mm. is there that extra little bit of effort that might be there that subconsciously? Um, so yeah. that'll be interesting as well when fans come back. But... I think it's exciting. I think when you look down from the, that top to seventh, eighth, everybody thinks they've got an opportunity. And then even the teams below that are looking at seeing if we can push on it and, and win games as well. So I think it'll be really tight to the end. And if you can put a win of three or four in a row, that, that'll make a real big difference. Because even now, back-to-back doesn't get, you, doesn't get you away from everybody. And it's, you know, points getting dropped. Look at Watford. You know, they, they lost, didn't they, to, to Cardiff at the, at the weekend. Yeah. Um, and Cardiff have pulled out three, three, two or three good results and back up chasing the playoffs again. So, it, you know, there'll be ups and downs, especially with injuries and the COVID regulations as well. So s- smaller squads and it'll be really interesting over Christmas. And I don't think it'll be until after Christmas that it will actually take a bit more shape. Yeah, I agree. I um, I've always said that uh, Neil Harris is doing a fantastic job, and he was the man for the man for the Cardiff job. I said that all <laughs> along from the start. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was Michael on Monday. Um, yeah, saying the same thing. And that kind of takes us on to the next team, which is Stoke. Um, they'd have been very disappointed to get ahead against Cardiff, who were banging form, to then kind of throw it away, I think, would have been very disappointing. And obviously, yeah. they'd be better. Yeah, listen, Si, I think uh, for one and a half games, I think Stoke had a really good week. And um, I think for Cardiff's tactics, played into Stoke's hands. I think the way that, that, that Stoke played on... Um, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday uh, that they um, it suited them it suited the way they play long balls going forward you've got monsters at the back who were just heading it out and clearing it and, and the way that they broke with pace it gave them an opportunity but when Cardiff started to throw men forward and get the ball wide and play through midfield and get it get it wide to Wilson and, and Ojo and, have, and have, some, have some real threats they couldn't live with them and uh, that's what they need to do but they need to do more of it more of it more of it from minute one not minute forty-five yeah. would be one 2 0 three nil out and, and playing catch up because not every game are you going to be able to score that second goal. You know what I mean? I thought uh, Cardiff took the goals really well. Stoke would be disappointed with the way that, um, especially Gratzel scored. I thought it was poor defending at the back post by Collins um, to give him that much space to not win the header. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's got to know what's behind him, and uh, I thought it was poor defending. Yeah, and that's Stoke's problem seems to be switching off and and almost not. I don't want to say laziness, but like concentration because every outside of those little errors and little mistakes they're beating everyone it's yeah. just those mistakes that cost them wins or draws and it's uh they just got to watch that i think because i think that was a massive problem for them last year but it just meant that they were losing a lot more games whereas this year they're in quite good form 
but the these these little errors are costing them uh goals. Um so they just gotta be careful with that. Uh next Brentford, good good to middle in couple of games. Yeah, two uh t- two draws against uh, different draws, you know. The, the the game against Blackburn Rovers, I think it's a good result. The way that both t- sides play, both sides wanna try and win the game and uh, it's like a boxing match, in it? You hit me, I hit you, and it's uh, you attack, I attack. And, and that's the way the championship is. It's, a great, it's great. But then they play against Derby, which is just a different game. Derby, defensively strong, got the confidence back up from three draws. So you're going into that game trying to score, trying to do, creating chances, but just not getting that getting that goal. And um, it's how fickle, fickle football supporters are because they're expecting Ivan Tony to score. Listen, we all are, but... Ivan Tony can't score every single game and every single minute of every single game. He's he scored enough goals this season to get to get Brentford where they are. And if it wasn't for his goals, Brentford wouldn't be in the playoffs. Um, you know, so I think uh, you've got to you've got to give uh, you've got to give huge credit and give uh, a little bit of compassion as well for uh, for some results. You can't win every game, Si, and they're unbeaten. No. They're unbeaten since um, uh, the end of end of October. So it's uh, you know what I mean. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Blackburn. We're banging form up to that point, and Derby County are just turning it around. So you've got to, you know, sometimes you're going to meet teams in this league who are just in that little purple patch. Is just the way it is. Yeah. Um, next up is Bristol City two one nil wins, boring, boring Bristol or grinding out the results when it counts. Well, no, they got beaten. They got beat against Birmingham. Birmingham City beat them. Yeah, Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham, Birmingham beat them one nil, but then they beat Blackburn. Um, and it's the second game for me, which which was more impressive that uh, they kept going. You know what I mean? Because Bristol City kept going. I think they scored eighty second, eighty third minute winner. Um, and it was just so, it's so important side because the difference between that that one and three points. You know what I mean? Gets them where they are. And um, if they'd have t- if they'd have picked up one point this week, it'd have been a bad week. But picking up. The three points against Blackburn just turns the whole thing on its head. You know what I mean? Forget yeah. about the one 0 defeat because we picked three points up our last game. So you were only as good as your last game. In your last game, you got a good result. So um, I think they'll be. Um, listen, Bristol City are doing something right this year. You know what I mean? They've uh, they've been very inconsistent over the last couple of years, and uh, my worry is uh, is 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 one year is going to be their year, uh, and is this yeah. is this their year? Especially again the playoffs. I think uh, I think it'll be uh, Such a big squad, I, I, mate. I know yeah, I say yeah. it a lot. They've just got yeah. this massive squad of proven championship players. And you just think when you've got a squad that big with that many proven players, eventually it's going to come good and they're going to, yeah. you know, everything's going to click and they're going to run away with it. But I don't yeah. think they'll run away with it this year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them and Norwich run away with it. But yeah. equally, I also wouldn't be, see, be surprised to see Bristol struggle to make the playoffs because they just seem to be stuck in that almost Derby County-esque hmm. kind of rut of either making the playoffs and losing or not quite making the playoffs. It's mentality. Mentality, yeah. mentality, sir. You know what I mean? That, that, that Cardiff had it for a while, mate, yeah. where they kept yeah. just missing out on the playoffs. And We've all we've all been there. With I've been there as a player, been there as a fan, where, you know what I mean, you're, you're expecting to be let down. And, and then when you are when you are let down, you, you're disappointed, but then you, you quickly just think, yeah, yeah, it's just it's Middlesbrough again. Middlesbrough all over, and it's just one of the things. It's the joy of being a football fan. You're expecting it, but you don't like it at the same time. Yeah, uh, a mixed week for Reading. Uh, obviously, we had Michael on Monday. Yeah, uh, they beat Forest, lost to uh, Birmingham. Yeah, we spoke to Michael uh, on Monday after the Saturday's game. Obviously, he scored the second goal. He said they were fantastic performance. Great, uh, uh, some great goals on show. Some good attacking play. Uh, and then when they played Birmingham in, in midweek, I, I fully expected them to go and get six out of six. So. At least get a draw, but you're 2 0 down against that Aitor Karanka side. Yeah, 
you're not yeah. going to get much change out with that, you know, because he, he, he's got his side uh, well drilled when he needs to. And um, yeah. Reading got a late goal, another late goal, but it was a, a bad result, I think, you know what I mean? But they'll take it on the chin and they'll, and they'll go again. Yeah, James says they're booing up flying at the moment. They've yeah. been really, really impressive. Um, I enjoy watching them as well. Uh, Swansea City next, mate. Uh, good week. Uh, beat Luton at home and then uh, drew with uh, ex-Premier League side Bournemouth at home 0-0, which I was very surprised with. I thought both teams love scoring goals. They've scored uh, a number of goals all, all season. So to, for that to finish 0-0 gives, should give huge credit to, to the defenders. I know we spoke to Graham Jones, who's assistant manager at Bournemouth, uh, about how well-drilled he likes his sides to be. And obviously they went there with a game plan and, um, and took a point. But I think it was a better point for Bournemouth than it was for Swansea. Yeah, I was very impressed with Swansea's game versus Luton. Luton banging form. Yeah. So for Swansea to go there and beat them 10 uh, 10 nil, 2 nil, with obviously Luton were down to 10 men from 70 minutes onwards. But, you know, it was already 1 nil at that point. Um, I got to say, I thought Connor Roberts was outstanding. Yeah, he is. Again. He's very, very consistent. And uh, I know we're going to talk about him very soon. And, Did you? Uh... Um, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a, a big, uh, a big battle tomorrow for. Uh, for Joe Bennett to keep him quiet. Yeah, we'll have a good chat about that in a minute. Um, obviously, did you see who Kabanga has been linked with? No. Uh, linked with Man United. Was he? Uh, in January, yeah. Age, age and talk. Even if he's just signed for Man United, he'll still stay where he is because he's not going to go and play I that don't know, they away. took Daniel James though, didn't they? Yeah, I know, but and I just... it hasn't worked out for him, so maybe that yeah. would be you know, more likely. I think, I've got to say, I really rate him. I think um, he'd be a good signing for him, but I don't know whether he's going to slot in there as a first choice, is he? So he'd be better off staying in the championship yeah. for the rest of the year. But it'd be a mass, massive blow for them to lose him now, like in January. I yeah. think that would be dreadful. Uh, next up, Watford, mate. Um, I think we've got to give Watford credit for losing at the weekend and then and then and then winning midweek because they'll have gone into the game midweek, lacking confidence uh, on the back of a. Uh, a not great display, you know. I mean, they the, the lacked ideas against against Cardiff. I thought, um, you mm. know, and I thought Cardiff defended really well, but with the attacking players and the threats that um, that Watford had, Troy Deeney, Pedro, uh, should be doing better. Should be doing better. No, but I think uh, the Rotherham game. I thought they started really well. They got an early penalty. Troy Deeney's got a penalty. Uh, they got the second goal, and, and once that went in, they did win the game. They don't need to win it again. They don't need, need to win game twice. They're, they've got enough experience in the team to understand that that the two 0 up, the game's finished. Um, at the good time, and they can go and uh, enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, spot on. Uh, next up, Bournemouth. Um, I think it's. I think they've had an excellent week. Two away games, uh, four 0 win on Friday night, uh, and then a nil nil go nil nil draw against against Swansea, an informed Swansea side. Another uh, another two clean sheets. Uh, listen, they'll they'll be up there because they've got the players. Uh, will it, will all will, will it be will I be saying this in January when when the window opens and some of the players are, are looking for a move back to the Premier League? Who knows? You know what I mean? Will they stay and, and help Bournemouth back to the Premier League? I think every Bournemouth fan will will hate me to say that, but I think uh, January is always a always a dodgy time because players are starting to play well. Solanke's doing well. Josh King, that these kind of players will it be there because Bournemouth without those kind of attacking players, David Brooks. Will they still be the same threat without them kind of individuals in their team? Yeah, yeah, I agree completely, mate. And then, obviously, finally, we have Norwich City at the top of the league still. Yeah, cracking cracking week for them. 2-2-1 two, two, victories uh, against Sheffield Wednesday, against Nottingham Forest. Coming off uh, back of a week with no no wins. Um, get them back to where they need to be. Um, excellent side. 
keep going to the end. Yeah, and listen, it's just the way they do it. They're, they're, they're doing something right, you know what I mean? They're, they've got a togetherness, they've got fitness levels, they've got a concentration level, they've got a manager who's driving them on from the from the side. And um, It's going to take some some side to stop this um, Norwich side to, to not finish in the top two of the season because they will have to either lose a lot of players in January because I believe they'll buy they'll buy somebody in to continue yes. what what they're doing, or they'll have to hit a massive um, bad patch, which I don't see. I don't see them them hitting that bad a patch because um, they, I think they, a lot they, will do lose games, but they win them with they win more than they lose. Yeah, I think a, a, a lot would depend on whether when they hit that bad patch, the teams around them are in a purple patch. So, for instance. This, the kind of patch Cardiff have been in with four wins with no goals conceded and stuff like you need the teams around them to have that type of stint when they have their wobble mm. but they don't look like they're going to have a wobble at the moment yeah. I've got to be honest mate yeah. um, and that's us but uh, with league. so before we uh, preview the uh, Cardiff-Swansea game uh, I'd like uh, very quick have you got your two ups and two downs for me pal? Um, no you got you got you you got I one got of your first, first. I have I have got uh, I have got some good some ideas. Um, so I've gone first of all I've gone Troy Deeney of Watford. Um, basically, since he's come back into the side, other than the Cardiff game, they just looked like uh, more organised going forward. They look like the uh, the other attacking players like to play off him. He just provides him with a focal point that I think they've been lacking. Yeah, I agree. Season. And okay. also his mentality. On the I agree. Super. I agree. Um, I've gone for Wayne Rooney for my first one. Uh, I think he's turned things around. I think uh, two clean sheets in a week. I I questioned how how he was going to work defensively with with being an attacking minded player and a midfielder. You know, what I mean, doing that defensive work and and drilling his side how to work uh, from the defensive angle was going to be difficult. But he's four games unbeaten. Uh, as he turned that corner, can he get out the way that the position they're in and, and move up the table? That's the next question people are going to start to ask. Yes, but on mate. Uh, my next up is Kabanga of Swansea. Uh, he's been one of my players of the season. Absolutely phenomenal uh, footballer. I've been very, very impressed with him this year, and he was very, very good again. Uh, uh, my second, my, my second one is Scott Sinclair. Uh, I think he, I thought, especially against Middlesbrough, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. The way he just glides past players, you know, he's a he's a proper winger, old school winger. Um, yes, he's getting. Um, he's getting on a little bit. He's he's more experienced, but he's listen. This 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 league as well. It's come the games come thick and fast, and he just makes football look easy. You know, it was a it was the eighty fifth minute, and he's 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 running from his own box all the way to the middle of his box to create a chance, and and he pulls gets yeah, listen pulls off saves after save from him, and it's just he's a joy to watch. I'd love I'd love to see him week in week out. He's all, one of those kind of players who just gets you excited and gets you on the end of your seat. Yeah. Hundred percent, mate. He is a he's a very exciting player to watch. Even still, like as he's come into the sort of latter part of his career, he's still still exciting to watch. Yeah. Um. So with regards downs, my first down is uh, Stoke City overall. Just their concentration and letting them down. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, that's if if Stoke City don't get to the playoffs or automatics this year, it will not be through lack of quality. It will be yeah. through concentration at vital moments. Uh, my first down is uh, Millwall fans for um, for doing what they did against uh, Derby County. You know, I just don't. There's no place for. It. I know we, we covered it at the start, but I don't think we can miss the bigger point. Is is that's yeah, the biggest? That was the biggest down of the weekend for me. 
Yes, yeah, it was the, just frankly with the press in it. Um, I've gone for Nottingham Forest, uh, kind of overall, but also the Yates sending off really ended up costing him against Reading. He was sent off after 15 minutes. Obviously, Lucas Jarrell scored the penalty 16 minutes. They were no down, 10 men. They got to play 80 minutes against the team, which was banging form. And and Forest just looked like they are in a black hole being swallowed up at the moment. And I yeah. really am worried about them as a yeah. football uh, Well, my second down, my final down um, is similar. So it's uh, I've gone for managers and tactics. And um, I'm going to name three in particular for, for three different reasons. So you just ne- you just mentioned one of them. So Chris Hewton, um, whatever he's trying at the minute, it's not working. He's, he's, he's trying different tactics. He's trying different team selections. Tony Poulis comes in at Sheffield Wednesday. Normally you have a positive impact. Hasn't worked out for whatever reason. Um, going back to basics, is he waiting until January window to bring his own players in? That's a big risk. Um, and also, Neil Harris, you know what I mean, towards the top of the league, the first half against Stoke City, yes, he turned things around, but don't revert back to all tactics. If it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he's been absolutely fantastic yeah. these last three games with his tactics. Keep going, and which puts us nicely into talking about the derby game. Going tomorrow from minute one, Go and try to win that game and go and play exactly the way that Cardiff, every Cardiff fan wants to watch tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta say, mate. Um, I think I said to you off air actually at the start just before we came on. Um, I was frustrated by the Stoke first hour or so because I was watching it and thinking, why is he reverted back to this? And I know Stoke are a big team with great players, etc. etc. But I was like, this isn't what's got us. Like this isn't what saved his job in the last three games because you know, make no mistake, Neil Harris's back was against the wall, yeah. and um, he was going to go if he'd lost those three games, he'd be gone. Mm. So win four on the bounce, I thought was exceptional. Mm. Um, so well, listen, yeah, I, 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 I agree, Sai. I think he's picked up the things off. Like he's kept the same team. So for me, if you keep the same team then the tactics has got to be more or less the same because the players know that way of playing and they're used to playing those that, 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 that way for three games. So go and play the same way again. Whereas if you're asking Harris, for example, to do a different job, if you're asking him to play a little bit wide and not play around through the middle, I think that's a little bit unfair. I think as a player, sometimes you'd rather not play than play out of position because you look like a fish out of water sometimes or you don't mm. look as confident, you know, that sometimes he's been used to playing up front with Kiefer Moore. You know what I mean? The two of them have done really well. One of them goes long, one of them plays short. Uh, they play together really well, which is fantastic. Um, and to, for me, I think he got his tactics spot on second half. When he brought Gratzel on, I thought it was a masterstroke. I thought he I thought he looked hungry, he looked fit, he looked fresh. Um, he looked determined and he looked like someone who had a point to prove. He looked looked like somebody who um, who's lost his place to uh, to to a young lad who's uh, who, who's, who's more or less going to say it there. To every football fan in the world, that ah, I'm better than him. I want to play, yeah. especially with some big games coming up. And and listen, that's what you want. You want your squad that hungry. You want your squad showing desire like that. And um, and tomorrow's game needs heart. It needs desire. But at the same time, it needs calmness as well because um, there's no point losing your head in the first ten minutes. And you know, I mentioned um, uh, Joe Bennett. You know, what I mean, Joe's got a difficult game tomorrow. Um, he's playing against a very, very good player. Um, it will it will give him a. Um, he'll give him the run around going forward. He'll defend as well when he needs to. So, Joe, it's a game of cat and mouse for them both. Listen, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd go as far as saying that position, you know what I mean? Whoever comes out on top of those two will have a huge impact on the result because they both have a have a massive impact on their team's performances because when Joe's on his, when Joe's on his A game, uh, he plays like a winger anyway, and you know he's playing well. You know what I mean? He, he can he scored goals. He, he puts balls in the box. You know what I mean? And he put, if, he put, if he's putting balls in the box... 
keeper's got an opportunity to score goals and win the win the football match for us. So it's um, but then at the same time, Connor gets the ball, he starts to get crosses in for his own side. Listen, it's it, it's 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 going to be intriguing. It's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be strange when no fans been there. You know, what I mean, you, the 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 clips you showed at the start, the the heritage of the game, the uh, how, how important it is to people. Uh, I just can't I just can't explain a game which oh. I'm excited to watch so much, but to not really want it to happen without any fans being there. It's very strange. Very strange. It's odd. Um, we'll speak about it a bit more now, but um, I have got uh, someone, a friend, sent me a clip. Um, so let's see what he thinks the game is going to go like. Good afternoon, guys. Just a quick message to give my predictions for Saturday, the South Wales derby, Cardiff versus Swansea. It's a massive game for Welsh football. You know, it's one of my favourite football games to watch every single every single season we get to be with them. Um, there's a lot of traction at the minute with Cardiff City. I feel like they're performing really well the last few games. You know, with players like Kiefer Moore and Harry Wilson. I think it's going to be a bit of a hard game for the Swans, you know. Although the Swans haven't lost a game in a while, you know, and picking up draws the last few weeks, I do feel like that the momentum favours Cardiff a little bit. But... You know, if I'm going with my heart, I'm going to say 2-1 Swans, you know, but my head's saying slightly different. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with 2-1 Swans. Let me know your predictions. Peace. So, yeah, that's Brett Johns, uh, former UFC fighter now with Bellator, Swansea City fan. Um, I did reach out to a celebrity car City fan, but they didn't get back to me. Um, so we've only got that one. But um, what do you think of Brett's assessment of the uh, Dan uh, Andy? Um, I think. Listen, I think he's spot on. I think uh, the, the onus is on Cardiff City. You know, I mean, they're in form. They've won form in the belt. You know, what I mean, it's going to be a difficult game. Any any Swansea fan who tells you different, he's lying. You know, what I mean that. Um, you can look at the games last year. You know, what I mean, they weren't great games. They were terrible from a Cardiff point of view. The game at the Cardiff City Stadium was horrific. Absolutely mm-hmm. horrific, uh, but horrific in terms that Cardiff didn't get going. Uh, they didn't get used to the tactics from from Swansea, um, and probably they need to understand that that could happen again tomorrow. So if that happens again tomorrow, you play a game plan which which effectively just wipes that out. You know what I mean? If you've got to just pile balls in the box, you pile balls in the box. If that's what you've got to do, and they're going to sit there, give them what they want. If they're expecting yeah. it, they're expecting it. Give them it. You know what I mean? Because. If you're just going to play around nicely and keep the ball and keep the ball and, and not penetrate them, their, their defence, it's not going to happen. Um, uh, but I, listen, it's going to be a difficult difficult game. You know, I mean, we're all football fans and we're all uh, a fan of a fan of a team. And you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Swansea are going to win because I don't believe they will. Even if I did, even if I did think they were going to win, I still wouldn't say it. <laughs> but I don't believe they will win. Um, uh, I can't see I can't see Cardiff losing. Um, I think they've got too much, but. It just all depends on the tactics that um, Swansea decide to pull out. Are they going to um, are they going to go for it? Are they going to try and win it, or are they going to come away from the Cardiff City Stadium happy with um, killing the game of football like they did last time and, and going for a draw? Yeah, so I agree with everything you said, other than I actually think it a lot more will depend on Neil Harris's tactics. I think Cardiff City have been it's been very clear this year all season, that if Cardiff play a certain way, every single team has struggled to deal with them. 
yeah. when they've played the other way they play, teams have easily dealt with them. And I feel that if we go kind of down that route of playing the, the negative way because we're worried about X, Y and Z of Swansea and because it's a derby. And I think he will set up not to lose, which worries me because then I think we play into Swansea's hand to hit us, just try and pick us apart. They'll happily keep possession and we'll just not really press and we'll stand off. And, and, and I think the game will be dead. And if they create something special, Neil Harris will be forced to change it. Whereas I feel if we could get at Swansea, their um, their results have been a little bit up and down. They've been drawing a bit more than winning. I feel they're there to be got at. But guy yeah, there says stop AU, stop Swansea. It, it, it all depends for me. So I watched them quite closely against Middlesbrough um, mm. a couple, couple of weekends ago. I thought they weren't at the races in the first half. I thought last twenty minutes I thought they were excellent. And then Neely, I probably could have um, got back into it and got it, got it, got it, stole a draw. Um, but Cardiff at home, a, a different animal. You know what I mean? If Cardiff got get the opportunities that that, that they had, um, they'll put they put the gate in the bed and they'll win the game. You know what I mean? I do, I, do, I believe they've got enough. Yeah, I think Cardiff will win two one. But uh, my worry is the Swansea City manager tactically is pretty good um very good i think i'm probably doing him a disservice he's very very good and um he's proven that time and time again he adapts to his opposition so it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with to stop an informed card city mate um i know you've got a you've got a shoot promptly um so are you going to tell the people who's joining us on monday or are we going to keep that until the weekend um, I just need confirmation, but it's a big one. We've got a big one couple couple of weeks, so I'm just waiting for a, a bit of confirmation on uh, via text. So yeah, it's a big one and a big one next weekend. Uh, next weekend, next Monday as well. So really exciting times. Absolutely, and I appreciate the kind words by everyone. Uh, I appreciate you all joining us on a Friday night again, as always, guys. Uh, he said big things for 2021. Couldn't agree more. Um, Cardiff have to win tomorrow because on Sunday night I'm recording the Danny Batten fight show and the guest is Brett Johns. So I I can't sit through an hour and a half with Brett and Swansea will have won because he will not let me hear the end of it. So in the meantime, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. Um, oh, while I remember, Sunday, 7 o'clock, we're doing a very special uh, live finale to the Mental Health in Sports show. So. Um, Join me for that. Me and Jacob are going to have a chat. And uh, until then, we'll bid you adieu. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, guys. Good luck. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you.
belong, I belong to you. Network.